0: all. Oh. Hey, hey! Welcome to the Floor You Podcast. I'm Paul Palishak. I'm here as always with my good friend, the bearded one, the Guru, Son Callahan.
1: <laughs> What's it's going like... on, everybody?
0: <laughs> How Long you time doing? no here. Yeah, well, you know. Your back wasn't exactly cooperating, and uh, the mm. the measures taken to prevent that from driving you insane probably would have made excellent radio. Yeah, yeah. If we weren't in the <laughs> in the
1: condition we were in, then we could have done this six months ago. But got a little mm. delay. But I'm feeling <laughs> better, and that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> uh, we are joined today by Mark Violan. Mark and I have been a good friends, Sonny as uh, as well. We've known yes. him for. For years, years, decade or more. Decades, uh, Mark yeah. and I have worked together on the National Institute of Certi- Certified Floor Coverings Inspectors. We've worked together with the IICRC. Mark, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for
2: inviting me to join you.
1: Yeah, I don't think mine's near as long, but I'm, I, it's over 10 years, Mark. I think it yeah. was 2008, 2009, we were in Dalton doing a class together. You know, yes. it may have been 2007. So, you know, 12, 13 years.
2: It's, yeah. it's a long it's time. Been good. Stuck on me, huh? Yeah. Or I'm stuck on you.
1: It's the velvet <laughs> voice. He's a, he got the angel of a velvet voice. So if you're just listening and not watching, you're blessed.
0: <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about, uh, especially in the introductions, we talk a lot about career paths. So, how did you start in the industry, Mark? What's been your, your path to... Uh, to wow, the, Paul,
1: no pleasantries, just going right into it, huh?
0: The, the line. <laughs> it's true, we haven't done this for a while, and here I go, that's my <laughs> uh... I told you, I had nerves doing this for the first time. and No, like... go ahead, talk, talk about your career <laughs> path, Mark. That is a big part
1: of what we talk about here, because, you know, I don't know if you know who our audience is, but most of our audience are installers these are guys who are laying floors right now yeah. as they're yeah. listening to this so yeah. we try to talk about career paths i i can't, i started as an installer you know and, and and i've been fortunate enough to do just about every job in this industry so we try to try to preach the the voice that you know you can do anything you want you just got to put your mind to it so how'd you get to where you are today
2: okay i started out as a child but seriously, you know, I started out as a, as a child laborer, uh, in the, in the school that I was going to as a kid. Um, the janitors were looking for some summertime help and my mom worked in the school. She worked in the cafeteria and she sent me over to the school and go see the, go see Jim Holman, go see, you know, uh, the, the janitors there. And they said, you want to learn how to uh, scrub and wax floors? I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. I was, I was an opportunist. I was mowing lawns in the neighborhood and shoveling snow in the winter. So absolutely. So I started my career scrubbing and waxing floors uh, as a kid. You talk about child labor laws. Kid, how,
1: how, what age are we talking about?
2: Um, I don't know. How old are you?
0: Sixth grade. Holy cow. You know, this is a, this is a great example of what we always say. Once you get into the flooring industry, you (laughs) never (laughs) can't get out. (laughs) And then I went to a, I went to a a high
2: school, Catholic high school that, you know, is college, you know, driven to get all the students out. I graduated in 75, therefore, by the grace of Mr. Blomizer, my algebra teacher, who gave me a D instead of an F in algebra, that I even graduated high school. (laughs) And I I launched out of that and did a couple of jobs in between there. But then it was 1977, really, that my brother Chuck was an opportunist also. And he was starting to sell carpet cleaning equipment to people and providing jobs and, and an upstart. Because at that time, we were in a pretty bad recession. And there were a lot of people. Just it was easy to get into the carpet cleaning business. So, my Chuck had a bad back. I was the brawn, (laughs) (laughs) and I started cleaning. Paul, (laughs) (laughs) excuse. So I started cleaning carpet. So as as my career moves on, it was uh, the the late '80s that I started hearing about this IICUC at the time. And I was a president of the uh, Regional uh, Carpet Cleaners Association, the um, UCCI, United Carpet Cleaners Institute, and which re- late, uh, eventually merged with the Society of Cleaning and Restoration Technicians. But then it, it was that, at that time that I guess I really started to get more deeply involved with uh, the industry. Not just from the the Carpet Cleaners Association, which was wonderful because it was a regional group of fellow carpet cleaners that would get together on a monthly basis and swap stories over dinner. And it was a great, great group. But it was uh, the late 80s that I uh, uh, became part of the board of directors with the IRCRC. I was the very first chairman of the uh, Public Relations and Marketing Committee. And... I was asking for $5,000 to do a promotion, and I still have scars in my back. <laughs> <laughs> and I think their budget now is half a million dollars.
0: <laughs> oh no, their marketing budget's uh, a million dollars now. <laughs> yeah.
2: But as, as things started progressing, it was 1992, 91, 92, that I heard about all of these carpet inspectors, carpet inspectors, what's that? Well. I took the course from Ed York, who founded the IICUC, IICRC, and it was a wonderful course. And it was in Roanoke, Virginia. And as you say, uh, the rest is history. So that's when I got my first credential in the inspection industry. And then how did we say uh, cross-training or you can't make a living just by doing carpet inspection? It was 1995 when Pergo hit the shores of the U.S. And that's when I started inspecting laminate and wood floors and so forth. So as I say, it yeah, it was it was a good career choice. Ninety four. I went full time doing inspections and training.
0: So now you're training with the uh, with the Restoration Technical Institute. Ted and Lisa Lavender, gotten yep. to know them a bit through the years through Claudia Lazelle and and yep. the uh, organization. So you're working with them. They've got a, a great facility out in uh, what Reading, Pennsylvania, PA. Yeah, my I started teaching classes for them
2: well well over 12 years ago when it was just Burke's Fire Water Restoration RTI Restoration Technical Institute hadn't even been started yet. But they, they were, had me coming in to teach just their uh, staff, their technicians, how to clean carpet according to industry standards. And then the carpet repair and reinstallation technician course. And then they said, we need to offer this to more people. I mean, that's just them. That's just Lisa and Ted that they said, let's share this with our competitors and more people. <laughs> you know, how's the saying go? When when the tide come comes in, all the ships rise. Rising tide just, lifts all boats. There you go. That's it. Yep. You're good, Paul.
0: <laughs> He's and been that's
2: saying so- that
1: for years, Mark. It's funny you bring that up because he says that on almost every podcast we'll mention okay. that exact quote. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's the way he and I look at this, because we have some things that that we feel that, you know, it's proprietary to us, but if yeah. we don't share it, we have a responsibility to share it with everybody in the industry. What what good does that make us? I mean, yeah. that just that drives me crazy when people think, no, you can't share with what share what you know with the younger generation, because there are a lot of older professionals who won't share what they know.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: it's a sad thing.
0: That so, those- I
1: mean, for you, you're uh, you, you're teaching. What classes are you teaching now? kind of run through some of that stuff that you're teaching now. I I want these, I want the people who are listening to understand the options they have, you know, as far as, you know, to learn something other than installation. What are some of the things that you teach now?
2: Well I teach the carpet cleaning technician. And that's one of those courses. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of work to do that type of work. But you know what? Paul, I think you agree with me because you have you you come from a carpet cleaning background. And look at the tools, look at the advancements that have been made in the carpet cleaning industry that are to allow us no hairs and gray hairs to stay in the, yes, to stay in the industry longer. Because, yeah, when your muscles get sore, when your back is hurting, you know, you know all about that, Sonny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you, it, it's just miserable yep. so at the end of the day when you follow certain practices in cleaning carpet you can enjoy your adult beverage instead of using it to anesthetize the pain right when you follow procedures you know that we beat up our bodies as carpet installers i never installed carpet to make a living I've installed my sheriff carpet, mind you, both residential and commercial, but never to make a living. Most of the uh, carpet repair and reinstallation work that I did, it was just that, putting carpet back together after a water loss, yeah. putting the jigsaw puzzle back together. Well, yeah. you,
1: you mentioned just a second ago, there's nothing...
2: I don't know if I'm going
1: to, I got to choose my words wisely here. Nothing that makes me sadder than when I go to a contractor for training or I'm meeting with a group of folks and there's one or two guys, you know, they're above, they're over 60 years of age and they're out installing every single day because they have to. There's no reason for that. You need to plan for your future just like you would if you worked in an office or a warehouse yeah, or wherever you have to plan for the future, and 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 you can install up until the day you retire if you take care of your body. But you got to have the plan. Don't work until you die. Yeah. You know that's what a lot of a lot of these installers out here have, and that's one thing that um, you know that's on my list of things I'm going to change in this industry before I'm out of here. Which maybe sure. in a couple months, who knows? You know, but <laughs> but that's one of the things I, it, that really troubles me. I won't say sad. It troubles me. Yeah. Um, w- when we see that, and I'm, I'm sure you guys feel the same way, but so that's why when we talk about all this training, there's so many different pathways for an installer to get off their knees, or if they want to stay on their knees, they still have to plan. They still have to run their life and their cause it's a business, right? I can't tell you how many times I've written that on, on our, on our infamous flooring installers of America page. Don't ask something. And my answer is you're a business person first decide on that then you can decide what you want to do but you're running a business first don't don't take that risk don't oh i just use whatever i want to do it and i don't worry about the warranty well if the manufacturer's giving you a warranty to do it right it serves you well to do it right yeah sorry i went off on a tangent well
2: that's all right sonny because (laughs) that was a good tangent because i want to piggyback on it because whenever I'm teaching a carpet cleaning technician class or a carpet repair and reinstallation technician class, now mind you, in the carpet cleaning technician class, it's, you're being taught how to clean carpet according to industry standards. And there is an industry standard, the S100 uh, carpet cleaning standard. And a lot of people don't, under, don't know that, and they don't understand how to get things clean properly, safely for the environment, the consumer, and themselves. So I look, at the, I look at my students in the classroom and I go, you make the best carpet inspectors in the industry. And the reason I say that is because... Oh,
0: our installer listeners are going to They just great. pissed everyone off. Thanks. I just and, and that'll off. be
1: wrapping up Mark's interview for <laughs> okay.
2: today. Well, and this is, this, is, this is why I say that, because they see carpet the day it's installed until it's replaced where an installer sees carpet the day it's installed and then the day it's replaced. So carpet cleaners see it age. And not to take anything away from a carpet installer, they do know, hey, I still do what I teach. I still do what I teach. So I'm not... (laughs) Keep
1: digging, keep digging out.
2: All right, Paul whatever i just had to share
1: that because some people are only listening Yeah, Paul's doing the dig out motion because got taking himself out no,
0: of yeah. no mark and i i've said it on here before not quite in those words but that the that there is an absolute um there's a universal knowledge that a flooring inspector has to have and whether you come from that installation background or you come from that maintenance background you have to learn the other or you cannot possibly um uh understand the life cycle of that carpet and, or that any of the flooring and what people that come from the maintenance industry actually do a ton of problem solving for consumers within the, within the maintenance section of it. So there there's people out there that do maintenance that are doing restretching. There's people out there that are doing burn repairs and, and all sorts of different small repairs to the flooring through its life cycle. So they still have to go and learn the steps and the process for installation. Yeah. But there's a lot of hands-on through that finish of installation to the time it's replaced that, that uh, people in the maintenance industry, the, the cleaning industry, have to deal with all the time. So Well, mm-hmm. well think about the end user, be it a homeowner,
1: uh, a, a construction company, you know, a tenant. All they see is someone coming to look at their floors. They're flooring people. They, they can't differentiate between installation, cleaning, maintenance, mm-hmm. rip out, tear out. They, they, you're a flooring guy. You're a flooring person. That's all they see. So they're going to think that they know how to do everything. And the more you can do, the better you can service a customer, for sure.
2: Well, I give my daughter a hard time. She's my protege, you know, Jessica, my daughter, Jessica. And there are times when I'll start bouncing ideas off of her of a claim that I'm, that I'm looking at. And she's, and she starts towing the line, the manufacturer line. Well, did they do this? Did they do this? Did they do that? I go, Jessica, stop, put your inspector hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's the angle that we need to look at this because there's no doubt about it. Yes, there's required ways on how things are to be installed and maintained. That's, the article that I just finished writing about tenacious films being left on brand new floors and people having difficulty, you know, removing spots and and soil out of carpeting and they can't get their floors clean. So it's a, it's, it's crossing over the soft stuff and the hard surface. Why people have such a difficult time keeping them clean.
0: That that would be, first of all, all, they don't don't want to figure out what
1: the, what the, uh, what the film is and then because they don't know how to treat it if you don't know what it is <laughs> right
0: right that, that would be your newsletter though violins bottom line right That's a...
2: <laughs> yes i think you just named my newsletters paul vbl
0: Thanks, violins bottom line <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that at least that was a conversation the prior to starting recording today <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it mark I, 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 don't I don't know, know. It's an uh, article. Share an we, article. Someone when we
1: else. post this on social media, you'll have the opportunity to leave us your email so you can sign up for his newsletter. It's very insightful. And if you're not on his, on his email list, you should be. So I mean that sincerely. So okay. always a good read, Mark.
0: And we'll Appreciate give you a promo code so you get it for half price. It'll be uh, <laughs> half of $0. I was going to say 20% <laughs> off is all we're willing to go. <laughs>
1: I'm the money man. Wait, Mark, uh, Paul just gives
2: funniness?
0: stuff away. <laughs> all right. uh, so, so how's, we go through. Uh, go
2: ahead, Mark. Well, I, I was, I was just going to say, writing these articles gives me a, gives me an outlet. Uh, I, I write reports all the time, so I, I can write, and even though. Some of the language that I use has to be edited, and that's where Jessica comes in as my editor, and she does a great job with that. She makes me look good.
1: You have a whole family of editors, right? Don't you come huh? from a <laughs> – <Pretty, pretty laughs> telling me you had a long list of editors. I wouldn't survive in your household. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I raised three daughters, <laughs> three granddaughters, two grandsons, and another grandson on the way. So, wow. Congratulations congratulations on that. I'm very blessed. blessed. But yes, I, I have, um, you know, in writing an article, it gives me an, it gives me an opportunity to share this information, just like what this podcast is doing. And Sonny, you said it would, we would be remiss. Why can't we share this information? No hair, gray hairs, all that sort of stuff. Shiny heads, you know, come on guys. Give us the knowledge. We can't do the mind melt on you. Wish you could, but we have to share it. And that's our responsibility now that we have gotten to this part, this place in the
0: industry. Yep. We have a responsibility for
2: sure.
0: You know, and there's there's so much information out there now. We were talking before about uh, the changes in the industry and the changes overall. And I think one of the advantages that the younger generation has right now, as they learn to use it, is, is social media and the ability to find a lot of videos out there. Yeah. You know, we talked to Ken Ballin not that long ago. He puts out a ton of videos, just, you know, some of it informational, some of it just talking about different jobs that he's doing. I got to say, I'm I'm, I'm going to do a little little family brag here. My nephew, Brandon Plishek, who took over the carpet cleaning business when I got out of it. Uh, he's been, through COVID, he's worked on a, some videos, just some cleaning hacks and things like that and uh he's got one video out there that's got over 5 million views wow yeah that's amazing um and just simple stuff (laughs) you got a ceiling fan in the background i think it's about cleaning the ceiling fan with a uh, pillowcase you put the old (laughs) pillowcase over it and pull the dust off and you don't make a mess in the room and but it's simple stuff sometimes simple little tips that you just would never think of yeah and you're marketing your business left and right so i'm proud of him he's done a good job with that business he took something that i was uh, um, not able to spend a lot of time on and was in need of some attention and made it into something so
1: that's good that's great. yeah that's good, that's good
0: i was gonna say my daughter's got a couple of TikTok videos
1: it's got over a hundred thousand views but nothing mm. like five million that's crazy that's
0: yeah cool. crazy. but it adds up just just like that, once it gets viral, we know viruses now, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's what Ken's doing. Not to plug him again, but <laughs> he uh, he's making these TikTok videos, and they're, they're you put the music. They set the music behind it. You put the video in. You drop it in and play, and it's it's good to go. And he, mm. he's got some good marketing stuff on there, so he's done a good job with that. So
0: that's yeah, great. he has. And there's a lot of information that's available that way. Now, it's not a replacement for training or it's not a replacement. It's, it's more hacks and tips and ideas of the way people do things. But there, there's no excuse to be ignorant in this day and age. There really no. isn't. Um, no, you, you can go, you can get
1: the answer to anything you need. If, if it's calling somebody, calling a number that's on the bucket, let's start with what's easy. You know, the product you're working with, the bag, the bucket, the bottle, the spray, the cleaner, whatever, the website, social media, refer a friend, you know, call a friend, whatever you want to call it. There's uh, lots of it out there.
2: And Sonny, I know that you, you make yourself available to anybody who has a legitimate question. Even, all right, I got to be, forgive me. Any question, (laughs) you will, you will take any question and answer it sincerely. As would you, Paul, if any, if anybody has a question about cleaning carpet, they would come to you or how do I become a carpet inspector? How do I become an an inspector at all? You know, what, that is a path to move forward in your career if you choose to want to do something like that. There's lots of opportunities. That's that cross-training, you know, we we talk about, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Having, a, I mean, it's really a diversification, right? The more things that you offer, if one area slows down or if there's a major change in one area of something you're doing, you still have other areas to to be able to get into and still be successful. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> Surround yourself
1: with a support team that can answer. Mark, I've asked you stuff. Paul, I asked you questions. Mm
0: -hmm. For those of
1: you who are watching this on the video, the the four guys behind me in this picture, it's two flooring manufacturers, another adhesive manufacturer, and a a RH probe manufacturer. I call those guys weekly. We talk daily about things.
2: Oh, there's a fifth one that's hidden by your head.
1: Well, that's just me. (laughs) Oh, that's you. (laughs) I don't know, I didn't it. plan it to be like that,
0: but it actually worked actually works out great. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: you turn just right, it does look like you have another mini me growing out of the top. <laughs> it's a vestigial twin.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: but we
1: we literally speak every day about something. They're like, do you believe I got this? Or what would you do this? It always happens. Um, yeah. Uh, r- real quick, I'd be remiss if I don't do this. The, the guy on the far, on this corner, back here, Mr. Don Jewell, uh, his yeah. sister passed away last week, and uh, the services are this week. I want you guys to all keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He's one of my best friends, if not my best friend. I love him to death, and uh, just just want to make sure he knows we're all thinking about him. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: Don Jewell.
1: Good guy, but he's my—he's a big part of my support group, and he's one of my biggest competitors. He sells glue just like me, so
2: I remember. Sometimes you got to put
1: that comp- cork.
2: Do what? I remember when he was with Capri Cork. Yep. Talked yep. to him about cork floors because I have oh, cork in my home.
1: He is a master when it comes to cork. I'm going to say he's top five in in the United States with people who knows cork, really? who know cork. I mean, he is—he's that that brilliant. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to take that competitive hat off. And I don't mean this disrespectful, but sometimes that's hard to do with with inspectors. There's a couple of guys you'll run in your inner circle, but outside your inner circle, it's hard to share what you know. I've noticed that with with you guys, you guys, you guys that it's, um, you know, they 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 don't want to share what they know because and I get it, it's a business. They're trying to, you know, you get paid by what you know, but. You know, that comes to the point where we got to all get together
0: and be, you know, work together. I think, I think in inspections, it isn't necessarily always that you don't want to share. It's that when you do, people just tell you you're doing it wrong because everybody, yeah. <laughs> you know. They have. You
1: guys have opinions?
0: Get yeah. the shit out yeah. of here. <laughs> yeah, it, and Not even talk. inspectors <laughs> like hanging out with other inspectors. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> Well,
2: and Paul, I think this is a great launching point uh, to uh, talk about the National Institute of Certified Floor Covering Inspectors.
0: Right there on your transition, we just got done trashing this this guy's an MC. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, you shouldn't talk about that. Sorry,
2: (laughs) and and cut.
0: (laughs) Let me
1: show you two jackasses how to do this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, it. Whenever I've attended a class, the information that's being shared in a class is valuable. In my opinion, of course, I'm a social being. I love the time during break that I can ask another person something or lunch. And that is when, in my opinion, some of the best conversation, the best learning happens.
0: Steel sharpened steel.
2: Yeah. Oh, no,
0: definitely, definitely.
2: I mean, right after
1: you play that video of the trunk monkey, we all learn a lot.
0: (laughs) 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 The detector seat on the uh, the fishing boat. (laughs) Mark Mark Uh. uh, has emceed the NICFI convention for five, six years now, I would guess. Maybe longer, huh?
2: Maybe <laughs> fifteen.
0: Uh, well, Spence, didn't Bill? Didn't you start that when um, Bill was Bill Zolfelt was president?
2: Uh before that.
0: Before but that. Doing
2: it since I've yeah.
0: known him. Yeah. So, so he. Between um, two thousand three, uh, between his classes and when he MCs different events, he always plays videos, uh, funny videos to get people back in their seats and paying attention. It works really well because. The videos come on you start watching next thing you know you're you're sitting down and not talking to the person next to you and then he starts out oh, that's the experience of an uh, experienced instructor experienced uh, you control uh, the himself.
1: room for sure
0: yeah. without <laughs> even saying a word
1: you're
2: all in your seat <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> Clap if you can hear me
0: <laughs> once you once you get used to it you get in your seat a little early so you can watch whatever dang video he's about to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wish I could share with you one with you right now. <laughs> I don't know if you can share it. No, we better not. <laughs> You're froze up there, Mark. Did you hit your video camera? So make sure your camera's on, but uh, we can
1: still hear you just fine. So yeah, okay.
0: That's why I think it's your camera. But got it. Uh, we have worked with Mark. I, I, you were on the board for for a while there before I was. Uh, done being president, right? Or when, while I was past president of NICFI? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so we've worked together quite a while through that. And, you know, one of the things Mark brought up during the conversation beforehand is that we're talking about an organization as an inspector that promotes the inspections, puts a lot of uh, uh, work into the website and and works on social media. And for what's it right now, two hundred and fifty dollars a year.
2: Yes, what a value, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's amazing. If you almost would have to try not to get at least one or two jobs through um, NICFI, and they're all going to be more than that if you're doing it right. So but again, <laughs> but again, going back to the resource, the resources you have
1: at NICFI with the people who are there. Thousands yeah. of years of flooring industry, you know, experience. Thousands yeah. of years. So it's uh, it's it's certainly well worth it. We've had Bill on here. We've talked about it quite a bit. That's it's definitely a group worth uh, looking at.
2: Yeah, it's a great it's a great organization.
0: He's back. Hey, I'm there back. he is. Yeah, had <laughs> a little glitch there. The good news <laughs> is, is, if you just listen to the podcast, you don't have to put up with our uh, production value here. <laughs> bargain basement oh wait yes i am
2: <laughs> well we
1: we went to do one last week and and <clears throat> i don't know it just kind of fell through but i didn't have the picture behind me i just i have a whiteboard behind me and that's yeah. what i had written on the board i'm back baby <laughs> we never did it, so I'm like, it's old now i'm not going to do it again
0: <laughs> yeah i should have went into that further when we started this you were right we were going to talk about that a little bit should we should we save that for the next one or you wanna save what? Why why you were off and what you went through?
1: No, no, we talked about it. Good enough. I had some back issues, <laughs> had surgery, it took eight months off, and now I'm back.
2: <laughs> and your and here's your front.
1: Sonny's <laughs> back is back. Is back. Speaking of, I got completely cleared today. That's where I was earlier today. So now I can no. start the rehab of building my strength back and doing stuff. So, you know, okay. it's tough when you sell buckets of glue, but you can't <laughs> pick up those buckets You're of glue to take to somebody. Here, I want you to buy this, but come over here to my truck and carry it inside <laughs> your own building for you. It's not, it's a
2: hard you were, sell. <laughs> you were limited to your mega gulp? Yeah, exactly. well, you know,
1: that did, I did have that. <laughs> yeah, that that was a tough sell. Do you still have weight restrictions or no? No, none. None. So I'll just I'll start I'll start uh, physical therapy to get the build the core strength and all that stuff up. So, you know I'll be buff in just a few months. It'll look good. You'll see me yeah. at surfaces. Oh wait, there's no surfaces.
0: You'll see me yeah. at FCA. Oh, there's no
1: FCICA. No. <laughs> well, see, there's surfaces
0: in July. 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 Surfaces what? July in uh, in Vegas now. I mean Vegas Hawaii. in
1: July. Bomby yeah, summer months like of uh,
0: July in Las Vegas. Well, you
1: know, I, I've tried to get something together for us to do something in April <laughs> to get NAFCT together, but, you know, no one will give me a COVID clause to say if COVID prevents a group of more than 100 people, you get your money back. No one will put that in writing. Well,
0: will they get so, let you reschedule it? Probably let me reschedule it, but... And now yeah. we're now we're off into the weeds of a uh, behind the scenes. This is how Sonny and my conversations go all the time. Squirrel.
1: Just <laughs> sound, just
0: veer way off over here.
1: No, I want people to know. I mean, I want people to know we're going to have an event in uh, 2021. Um, you know, we just don't know when. We're shooting for the end of March or April, but who knows?
0: There may be some interesting developments coming over the next couple months. Ah, next couple weeks. Next couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It's exciting. It's there's, your, it's there's, your there's your teaser. There's your teaser. All right. We'll see how many people paid attention this long to understand. That. <laughs> all
2: Most of the divers- them hung
0: <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> Here, let's see if anybody notices.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the, so, the other time I ran into you, Mark, we didn't know is we showed up in Middlefield one day and it was me, you, and what was yeah. it? One or two other guys getting an exclusive Tarquette plant tour. I don't remember how that. hey, Mark, hey. we just showed up and got a behind-the-scenes tour. It, it was. Um, it must have been Don Steika who took us through. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. so that was kind I of just, a neat experience. I just had yeah. a conversation with Don this morning. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that was priceless. That kind of stuff was just absolutely priceless. It's those kind of things. You know, it's it's one thing to watch a video of a manufacturing procedure, or or whatever you know, from a carpet mill to a yeah a, a plant. Another that's thing making,
1: to smell it. I mean, oh, to be there. Oh,
2: <laughs> where they were making the rubber and compounding yeah. the rubber. And stuff. Oh, that yeah,
1: it Just it a, was it was really fascinating. So I I always enjoyed that trip to Tarkett. It was a good trip.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's plan a NAFCT uh, event up here in the Cleveland area and do a mill tour with uh Stika.
1: Let's just do the tour. We don't need to <laughs> no. You know what?
0: Hey, <laughs> to <go> Absolutely. Cleveland.
1: <laughs> no, I, hey, there's... I I would love to do that. I think that would be phenomenal to have, have a class and have a tour set up with that. Heck, any manufacturer that's listening, if they want to do that, we can put it we can put a group together to go. So Yep. But uh, we did. We, we enjoyed that. It, it's just neat. Like you said, you can watch the video all day long, but seeing it in person, completely different.
0: It is. You know, that, that brings yeah. up another thing we talked about before we uh, we started recording here. As far as a lot of the online training that's going on now, there's not that in-person meetings. You know you're doing a lot of online training. How are you adjusting to that as far as all the – you're used to being in the classroom. You're used to being in front of people and,
2: oh. and having the feedback. Oh.
0: It's hard, isn't it, Mark?
2: Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was the end of March that all of this COVID was starting to, un, to unfold. And I had classes scheduled all through April, first part of May, and gone. Not a class. And I, with some wonderful people, people with legend brands, People with, uh, you know, Lisa Lavender and the group at Restoration Technical Institute, you know, they helped me held my hand through that transition period of, (laughs) I want to say, taking a drink out of a fire hose for about eight weeks (laughs) to convert what I've been teaching for over 25 years face to face with students to looking in a camera. (laughs) and sharing that knowledge and doing PowerPoints and and things like that and trying to keep your trying to keep it interesting. Because again, you know, taking a class that was two days loaded with funny videos, there's some time. And now the classes are now three days. And yes, it's still interjected with some fun stuff, you know, you have to keep it interesting. But talk about I had no idea, I had to put together an outline of all of the things that I teach in a class. And it was eight pages long. And I'm going, holy crap, no wonder they feel like their head's going to explode at the end of a class. (laughs) You know, I go, go, I'm sorry. But that also taught me, I I need to ask more quizzes, and do, what do you call, knowledge checks as you go through the course to keep people engaged and to make it interesting and and fun. But let me tell you, I mean, I'm 63 years old and I look at the things that I was teaching starting in 1995 with a a great adult mentor friend of mine, Lee Pemberton, who gave me my launch, God bless you, who gave me, who launched me into my career of teaching. And it's been great. I loved it. I love it. It also, you know again the things that i inspect i can bring to the course the things that i t- teach in the course i take to the in- to the field doing inspections so and and those things go into my articles so it it all goes hand in hand it really goes hand in hand and and yeah you talk about yeah but now you're, the- you're like me though mark you
1: every class is going to be different because you're going to interact with each class differently So you're going to talk to the students. You're going to make jokes. You're going to get to know them. And when you're doing that on a webinar, it's tough. I did a couple through the FCICA and it finally got to the point where I said I couldn't do them anymore just because I planned for an hour and a half for a webinar. And then after about 25 minutes, I was done. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because there was
1: no interaction, there was no right, you know, no dropping the punchline and waiting for the laugh, you know, because no one's there, right? It's yeah. like, oh, see, it, it, it just, it to me, teaching is just so more personal. Than doing yes. that. Now we we've talked about live streams. I think I could do a live stream. That's fine. But even video, and I think I could do that because you can get some interaction and drop some things in there and talk to them. You know, watching a video and do what you were saying—the knowledge checks and making sure they're engaged. But but just strictly doing a webinar and teaching—it's it, it, tough. Not everybody can do it. I've I've seen some really good presenters in person just fail miserably on webinars. And I don't mean that as a slight, because mine sucked. Mine was terrible.
0: But yeah. it's a totally different type of presentation. But, uh, difficult. Yeah. Well, we know from the... Uh, from <laughs> The funny thing is, is you would not be doing it without COVID. That's been a massive change. There yeah. is no way the ICRC yeah. was going to move from their current model of in-person instruction and classes right. to streaming and and different types of online offerings right. i mean it's definitely drag drag different organizations and businesses kicking and streaming into the into the 2000s you know it's yeah it's, yeah that's that's a 2020 it's 2000s but
2: yeah well i i look at it, you know this this kind of training was not on my radar screen no but i'll tell you what Teaching from the comfort of my home, which I had to set up a training center and invest in equipment and so forth to make it happen, uh, like battery backups and things like that. If power goes out, you know, I have I'm I'm good, but it, it's just it it's just that being able to teach here in the comfort of my home, and I didn't have to travel anywhere. I can sleep in my own bed. There. There's there's comfort in that, but then again, the the three of us we're social beings. We love the discussion with people. We love, as some people might say, the bar exam. Yeah, going to the bar, you know, after the event and just having some wonderful conversations. Not happening now.
0: Yeah. Well, that networking, that interaction in the industry, definitely um, for for people newer and coming in and able to start identifying what they have to
1: do oh you and i wouldn't be together right now if it wasn't for that i mean we met at events we started talking at events and we realized we liked the same things we wanted to do the same things in the industry what what, what couple didn't get together and i'm calling this a couple but whatever what couple (laughs) didn't get together because of covid this year
0: right could have been one to change the industry so you just never know Oh, it's definitely true that the the networking part of it. I'm the guy, by the way. What's (laughs) it? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make Uh, that perfectly. Wow. Plain and simple. He does run the purse strings. I'll give him that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that that networking. That's something that overall is going to be missed if this goes on. Where not necessarily for the online classes, there's some of it, but especially for the, the association meetings, the conventions, the trade shows, yeah. because, you know, you, you do meet people at classes that you're then uh, friends with. I mean, Bill Zofeld, I met him down in uh, North Carolina, you mm. know, um, he missed his airplane stayed with me, and I haven't been able to get rid of him since. I mean, uh, we've been friends ever since. <laughs>
1: I gave him a ride one day, and he just never got out of the car.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it's a picture about felt being the trunk monkey.
1: The first time I met Bill, it was Don Jewell and I. We picked him up at the airport, and Don and I made some just slightly off-color joke, and we're like, oh, sorry, Bill. We hope we didn't offend you. (laughs) And the next words that came out of his mouth have haunted me ever since. (laughs) You can't offend me. (laughs) Don and I
0: looked at each other and went, all right. (laughs) He's okay. He's okay. Uh, 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 Nowadays, those are the things that get people fired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why he's self-employed <laughs> All of yeah. us All of us are Yeah. So, But speaking of the of Viruses and so forth How has business been on your end?
2: Well The inspection industry Is up and down And of course I asked Jessica How were our numbers last year? And she goes, Dad, we're exactly where we Were last year Don't worry about it, write an article
1: <laughs>
2: it's a good oh. daughter. Hey. <laughs> but you know, there's no doubt about it. I, I am seeing a, a change in the uh, in the in the volume of inspections. Uh I'm I'm fortunate that yes my reputation precedes me in this geographic area northeast ohio western pennsylvania and, and so forth so i get i get more than claims from manufacturers i am called by dealers by installation contractors by uh, attorneys so uh, consumers direct so yeah you know it's it's not the volume of inspections but the ones that do come in almost Mm -hmm. take care of that You
1: get the people who want the best quality and not just the best price
2: well thank you and i
1: I, yeah because that that's the truth you you get what you pay for when you go to you so i'd hate to be the guy who's got to go up against
2: you (laughs) (laughs) just did a deposition last week (laughs) about a wood floor but you know, the, the things that I, I started seeing, and this, this started going on years ago, that I started to see the decline in inspections coming from manufacturers. And I finally realized who my biggest competitor was this right here your cell phone. Your cell phone. That installer can be out on a job site, which I'm sure they're listening to me right now. And if they see a problem with a carpet or a floor or something like that, they snap a picture of it. They send it back to the store. The store sends it to the rep, the rep to the claims department. Oh, okay. We'll take care of it. They don't need us. So I with get some, that. Especially yeah. with job
0: stops, right? I mean, yes. a job stop, if you can, if you can uh, really capture it in a photograph, um, they're going to want to get that resolved quickly. They're going to want to get that taken care of and not put the homeowner through sitting with a a partially installed flooring for a week to get an inspector out to look at it yeah Yeah.
2: well the other part of it too and we both know that what's what's the dollar value i mean if it reaches a pretty high value well they want some more eyes and ears on that to take a look at it and i get that and that's
0: that's what we do yeah that's what we do Oh, so, where are you going to be? What kind of classes you got coming up? Sunday's got a hard stop here in about uh, 10 minutes, five minutes. So, I want to make sure we get uh, what kind of classes you got coming up. Where can people find
2: you? They can f- they can uh, go to my website, markforfloors.com, or just what, what's my website address? I don't know. Mark for floors. Just mark Google, the number mark, four, you know, right?
0: It just yeah, the number Yeah, something four? like
2: that. The number four. <laughs> I don't go to my website.
0: I'm on that interweb thing. You,
2: you can so find me savvy. on. So <laughs> savvy. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have a carpet cleaning technician class coming up uh, in a couple of weeks through uh, Restoration Technical Institute. So you can uh, Google their name, Restoration Technical Institute. They're out of Reading, PA, but I'll be teaching that class right here. And that's a three-day class. And then in October, I'll be teaching a carpet repair and reinstallation technician class. And you know, there's a lot of information that, that is taught in that class. And I have to be honest with you, it's, it's, there are more restorers that take that class than that's carpet awesome. cleaners and, and so forth uh-huh. uh, because they want to get their master and master status. But that's great. That's, that's fine. Uh, but for the carpet cleaning technician class, that's an invaluable information uh, to learn all there is about the carpet cleaning industry, carpet fibers, spot stain removal, cleaning procedures. I mean, there's a, a wealth of information there that will help make your job easier.
0: We now, how many times we Go talked ahead. through the through the broadcast here about uh, diversification and offering different? I think for installers, they there is a easier path to entrepreneurship through a carpet cleaning business because you are marketing out to businesses and individuals and that's how it's expected to be marketed. A lot of the challenge with marketing and installation business is that you're generally, your customer is going to be a retailer who hires you all the time. You're not as frequently marketing out that way. I think there's some expansion and things there that a, a lot of carpet installers or flooring installers looked into that type of a, of a business. It's, if you enjoy running a business, I think that that is a business that has more reward from a marketing standpoint, from, a, from an employee standpoint, uh, from a small business. Now, granted, if you've got a large installation house and you're doing these huge commercial jobs, that's kind of that's kind of the same animal, right? You're building a business. You're not just out doing the jobs all the time. But I, there's a lot of room there. And if you install a floor, and then you tell them that you can clean it for them, you've just got a lifetime customer. Next time they need a new floor, guess who they're coming to? That's right. That's right. Well, as long right. as you hold up your end of the bargain. Well, true. Sure. Sure. So, so those classes and those aren't exactly what are, what are they getting for uh, the carpet cleaning courses that you're giving for uh, a restoration technical institute, roughly? A $400.
2: Well,
0: $400. Yeah. That's a two day course. Three days. Three day course. Three day course, man. Three
2: six mark. hour, three six hour days. And then they have the opportunity to take an exam, and that's $65 to get their. Credential or certificate with the IICRC. Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification.
0: I've heard of them.
2: I've heard of them.
1: You've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is that live streaming that you're doing, or do they just have to watch six hours of you being recorded?
2: No, it's live stream. Okay, it is live stream. They're, they're, I just want to yeah, sure. That is correct. Yeah, it is Interaction. not. Interaction. Uh,
0: I don't think the ISCRC approved any classes just for online modules. Um, I, I, I don't don't absolutely mark me on that. I think it's all live stream classes, yes. some combination classes we've been looking at uh, within that. But some of those modules, it's a totally different system at that point, right? Yeah. You've got certain modules you can do. So, you can do a couple modules as an academic portion, then you get some streaming. That's a different, real different education plan. It's a good education plan, but it's not what the ISCRC has done for the last uh, 50 years, 40 years.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm shocked it took so long to do the live streaming. I mean, the live streaming is just like being there. You can you can cover the curriculum in depth and correctly like that. So, I, I, I prefer that, too. So. Yeah,
0: what you're it's, talking about an organization that has schools and instructors and a business model. And that was a, that. No, uh, I know. That, it, that's, it, that's, that's yeah, turning change. the
1: Titanic. I get it.
2: Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's a major change, difficult change. One of the things that, you know, that, you know, yes, I've been teaching the class for 25 years, these classes for 25 years. And one of the things I, I teach the way that I learn, I want to hear it. I want to touch it, feel it, do it. So I offer as much opportunity in-person in, in person classes for people to touch and feel and do.
1: That's how I met my wife.
2: Wait. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so PG, <funny>. no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was going to happen when you start teaching these live stream classes. How do we do a burn test? How do I identify carpet? How do we remove spots from carpet? So I created a demo kit. And I send each student one of these kits that have all the different fibers that you're going to do a burn test on and instructions that go along with that, all of the different carpet styles that you need to know and become familiar with, all the different yarn systems, and then a large piece of carpet that I put spots on. And I ship that to you. And then you can participate in the class as much as you want, when I'm saying, okay, get your fibers out, time to start to do the fiber ID part. And then the same thing with the carpet repair class. I also send out carpet pieces, carpet samples, um, uh, cushion samples, so that they too can understand what's the difference between a tufted carpet and a woven carpet? What's the difference between the weaves on, on woven carpet, Axminster, Velvet, Wilton, so forth, and face to face, all these sort of things. It's one thing to talk about it and show a picture but it's another thing to, to hold it and get your, dissect get it.
1: your hand on it and play with it. No, I agree a hundred percent.
2: So that, I little bit yeah, we can go, we
1: could go on all day with this, but yeah. we do have to wrap it up. We're coming up on an hour today, but uh, I think that just means we're going to have you back again soon. So, uh, you know, I, I, I can throw out one more teaser, Paul, you'll smack me in the head, I'm sure, but Mark and I are working on an advanced carpet class that we're going to try to figure out how to get to market and we're going to do it in 2020 so we're going to figure out how to do it and um that's up to he and i and we're going to make it work that's my promise to you mark
0: <laughs> all right son we back. need to do it there are some things up and coming stay tuned within the next heck it might be next week we're going to have some announcements but for sure by uh before october 1st we got some really really big announcements coming up so if you hung out with us this long, that's your teaser.
1: Yeah, uh we'll bear start with trickling
0: us. out some information here slowly.
1: <laughs> Mark, I just want to thank you again for being on here. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You are a very smart man and I enjoy listening to you. So
0: ah, shucks. Thanks, Sonny. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna play you out. Play Thanks, me out. Mark. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Have, Have a great day.
2: Bye bye. Sometimes
0: it's frightening. Struck by the lightning.
1: Every night when she makes the moon shine. Every night when she makes the moon shine.